0: Hey, this is uh, Lee Durrant here with another episode of Rodcast, where we dive into people's Salesforce careers to find you, ideally, little nuggets of inspiration that might help you in your Salesforce career. Um, I'm delighted to say that joining me today is Megan Tuano, who is a Salesforce consultant and content creator, among, among other things. Hi, Megan. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's the first time we've spoken, isn't it? So it's nice to have yeah. you have you on. And to, to I was going to list all the things that you look like you're doing, but um, I think content creator and consultant was it probably sums it up. But perhaps um, if you don't mind, just give us a quick overview of what you're doing now before we kind of rewind time and, and sort of walk through your career, if that's OK.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I got a, quite a few things going on um, yeah, for yeah. full time. My employment, I'm a Salesforce consultant at Salem. And for my part-time jobs, I am an expert author for Salesforce, Ben. I create content for Focus on Force. I'm also the founder of Trailblazer Social, where people that are coming into the ecosystem, they can network with other people because community is absolutely essential. And then I also run a Discord channel with about 750 members uh, catering to military members, military spouses, but also people that are entering the Salesforce ecosystem is just like another part of a community, which they can have when entering.
0: And what so was that's, it? That's that last one? one. Oh, sorry, I missed that last one.
1: Yeah. So I run a Discord channel. Um, it's kind of really? like Slack, but Discord has channels and then sub channels, really cool platform. It was originally designed for gamers, but it's since COVID and everything, everything's really changed. Um, So this is more of like a professional platform. So I have like a community where people can come in and ask questions. They can find out about local events going on. Um, And then my personal favorite is (laughs) we have something called a rant channel. So if you're just needing help or you have open questions or you want to discuss something going on at work, we just have all these different channels, which people feel essentially at the end of the day comfortable with. And that's the
0: best platform. Okay. so Lots going on then. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Did you, did you you mention Focus on Force, which is your other content Mm -hmm. that you, you produce, right, cool, okay, so, how do you, and how did all this start, if we go back to the, I suppose, the beginning, or maybe even prior to Salesforce, what was your, you know, what what were you doing before you got into Salesforce, what was your your first job?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, so I had graduated, and um, like many people, I was struggling to find a job, and I had worked at my college days uh, for the graduate admissions office, yeah. and I was contacted by a company uh, called to you that essentially runs admissions uh, schools and different master's programs, and I was called in to work for Syracuse and upstate New York for their master's in data science program so that's kind of like where I started breaking into tech yeah. and. I was able to work with different people within data science. But the real like background behind that was that they were actually using Salesforce at the time. So I started using it on a sales perspective where I was selling admissions to students that were potentially interested in the master's program. And then from there, I went to work for University of California, Berkeley. Um, same master's program, just a little bit more advanced for those professionals, but they were also using the Salesforce platform. So that's really how I got started. My uncle suggested um, he worked at Cap Gemini at the time, another Salesforce oh. consulting firm. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, you should check out Salesforce. You're using it. And it just kind of went from there, hopped on trailhead one day. And then now a Salesforce consultant.
0: Yeah. Among, among lots of other things, but it sounds of, as well. So, so, mm-hmm. in a way then I appreciate your uncle, um, you know, tipped you off but you, you you also seem like you're someone that fell into it a little bit by accident again with using mm-hmm. it and getting a bit interested with it um for a data science background so that's pretty cool what was your what was your first sort of real 100 salesforce role then because um did, did it happen in a place that you were you were using it or did you have to then go out somewhere else to, to get that yeah,
1: that's a great question yeah so I, I originally was so determined i was so motivated by my students both at Syracuse and UC Berkeley, I was like, I'm going to do data science too. It's sure. it's like the right field, but I just pivoted. I was like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> so I actually looked for. I use LinkedIn. I'm a huge, huge, huge proponent of LinkedIn, and I found a nonprofit in the area. This time we were living in Maryland before we moved to Texas, um, and I had found a, a nonprofit that needed help, and they were using Salesforce and. It was a way for me to add it to my resume, get hands-on experience, work with um, this nonprofit that was also working with high school students to teach them tech. So it all just kind of like fit every criteria that I was looking for. And I volunteered with them for a while. COVID hit. And then um, thankfully, there was a lot of Facebook groups for Salesforce professionals. Yeah. A lot of times people go in globally looking for people to volunteer and At that time, I found um, an organization actually in London, Oxford um, area. They were looking for uh, Salesforce consultants to volunteer. They hired a main consultant on, but that consultant needed help. And essentially, that's where myself and two other people uh, stepped in. And then we were like a global team. We grew from there. And then that's how I kind of like started. I had two very, very thankful to have two volunteer positions um, and then a recruiter, after adding that experience to my LinkedIn, they reached out and they were like, hey, we would love to talk. And then that's essentially how I landed my first actual position.
0: Now, so th- you've skimmed over that, but I think we need to we need to probably congratulate you for the fact that you, you know, you were willing to do that volunteer work. Because it's, it's it's a, you know, it's no, it's no mean feat, is it, to say, right, I'm going to volunteer and, and, and put the work in to get something on my CVs. And, and it is a tip that. We try and give a lot of people when they're trying to break into the Salesforce space. It's like, you know, you kind of it's all well and good going and getting certified, but you kind of need the real world experience. And it's like a chicken and egg, isn't it? Um, mm. How did you juggle that? I mean, how were you able to go? I, I You know, OK, I'm going to I'm going to volunteer. Um, what, what, was, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so that's that's a great question. And when I was working my full-time job, what I agreed upon when I took my first volunteer position, the one in Maryland in person, thankfully, um, I would dedicate three nights and going there from like, let's say six to nine or six to 10, depending on like when the the high school kids were there. Um, Because not only were they using Salesforce, they were a nonprofit that relied completely on, on grants. And I was, I was motivated, not only the kids, but by the founder, he was doing this all alone. So the motivation from the people is what kept me going, but also maintaining just a really tight schedule and committing to myself. But when you start volunteering, you have to commit to that organization too. So that's kind of how I managed it. It was happy about going really.
0: Fantastic, and, and and as I say, it's a it's a tip that we give to people to try and find things like that where you can get some real world experience under your belt. So, what was that first project like then when you were working with them? Would would do you mind you know, going into too much detail? But what you would they what did they have you do?
1: Yeah, so for the first position, I, it got cut a little short because of COVID, but we essentially started creating users. We started getting an idea. Of the it was fun actually. I'm just rewind a little bit. The yeah. kids were the kids were the show, and they basically like separated themselves into departments. So these are all kids in tech from I would say just high school grades, and they would have like a business team, they would have an engineering team, they would have a team that focused on the drones because they did hackathons. And the way that they did hackathons, they had to get sponsored by tech companies in the area. So we worked with colleges and universities and high schools that would essentially sponsor them and get them internships. So I would have to divide it between like, here's our campaigns that we're sending out. Here's the marketing side that we're going to be sending out. Here's how we track students that are potentially interested in the program. Here are people that we could talk for grants about. Are we meeting our grant goals, creating reports and dashboards? So essentially the goal was to see the whole 360 version of the company and, and the nonprofit itself, yeah. but also get the kids involved for them to be able to learn Salesforce was really cool too. They were like, "Oh, I'm building drones and I'm doing all this hackathon stuff and all this tech stuff," but Salesforce is really cool too. So it was it was really interesting to see how how that shifted and, and really seeing their 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 eyes light up almost. Um, but then it did get cut April i guess it was 2020 at that time when the pandemic really came down yeah. so it then shut yeah so I've, I've been in contact they're doing great but definitely miss it
0: well and um for the sounds of it you've probably not got the time now to go back and help them if they needed you but uh this yeah, must absolutely. be nice to get something that comp. and it sounds to me it sounds complex i'm not i'm not a sales person by any means but it's just obviously then helped you in your career to Mm -hmm. get that on your cv to go right not only have i got trailhead badges and and i'm guessing at that point did you have any certifications or did did that come after you got that experience
1: yeah you know what that's another good question i actually didn't know or understand the value of certifications at that time i was so focused on like oh this the trailhead is so much fun but when i started i I didn't fully understand the path that one needed to take when starting Salesforce. I was kind of like, okay, well, I'll study and I know that I had to sit for a cert, but I didn't understand how essential that was to be able to get the job. And it's funny because I I worked with students every day that needed like Python or Java or certifications to be able to even get admitted into a program. But I will say when I started out three and a half years ago, almost four now, I didn't understand. And that's kind of like why I pivoted to creating all of these platforms and spaces where people could see like, okay, well, I need to start Salesforce. I need to get on trail ahead. I need to perhaps find a volunteer spot where I can stay with them for a while and work and benefit on both ends. And then I can take my cert and like just present some type of timeline because that's something that I definitely... (laughs) <laughs> didn't understand when i yeah. first started
0: i think that's true of a lot of people that i speak to and um I and mean, i know trailhead is really really good and it gives you these badges and you know get it, it gets addictive and everything but mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice to understand what pathway you th- you know your your particular skill set outside of salesforce would, would lend well to you know you don't want to go down the road of being a developer if you're really a, a people person and you want to be a consultant you know so um that's uh that you yeah, know, that that would be obviously that bring us forward to what you're up to at the moment, but I'm still curious to find out about what was your first kind of paid gig then. Did, so did, did by mm. doing that, and I appreciate you did it to give back as well as to you know get something get something in your, your CV or resume as you would call it. Um, what was it like then to go? I think I'm ready now, you know, to get that first paid job?
1: It was very nerve wracking. I had put up all of my volunteer experience on LinkedIn. And I had started getting recruiters to like actually reach out to me. And the first company that had reached out, it's called Torrent Consulting. And I absolutely fell in love with them. They were about culture. They were about people first. And they also had an office in Guatemala and myself being adopted in Costa Rica Um, They have a heavy focus on teaching locations that don't have access to Salesforce or technology. They like bringing the technology there because they believe that at the end of the day, talent is everywhere, but opportunities are not sometimes.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: it was just awesome working with an office in Guatemala, the people, the people that I actually started working with, I eventually took the position with them. <laughs> they had a killer interview process that I could not say no to. But Ooh, we'll,
0: we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Carry on.
1: <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. The lead that I was actually working with, I came in as a Salesforce business, business analyst, which just means I was like shadowing and helping the lead essentially at the time creating documentation and stuff. But she was located in Guatemala and just having such a inspiring like partner and woman working next to her, Torrent was just one of the best companies that I've by far worked with. Um, but after about nine to 10 months, uh, just COVID was really hitting, and I just needed to take a step back to regroup my thoughts and my husband's also um was leaving the military at that time he served in the the US Air Force here. Um, So we had a lot going on. So I had to step back, took a few months um and then started at the new position as a Salesforce consultant.
0: Right. Okay. So again to rewind a little bit I'm quite interested (laughs) in a couple of things you said there. Um first things first though, it's interesting isn't it that even if you might think it's just volunteering, um, and this is advice that goes to anyone listening to this, where they might hear, you know, you've got to get something on your CV. The fact that you updated your LinkedIn profile to say, "I've done," you know, w- what you've done at the, for volunteering, all of a sudden you're being, you, were you being inundated with recruiters? Or did you get a lot of lot of messages saying, "Oh, you know, you're looking"? Is that, is that kind of felt like you turned the tap on?
1: Yeah, you know, since I had worked, since I had worked in data science, I really knew how to sell my students in order to get into the program. So I learned how to sell myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Brilliant.
1: And from that, I was able to make my LinkedIn profile, which I think is almost more important than a resume nowadays. I mean, it's, it's, it's important to have a resume, but people and recruiters essentially find you first when it comes to LinkedIn. So oh, I was yeah. able to update it and put everything that i was doing in my volunteer positions and putting key words in there where recruiters could find me easier so yeah that definitely helped and i would say a lot of recruiters definitely came in into contact after but what also really helped was that i was reaching out to recruiters too i had to make it a two-way process like if you can't see me i'm gonna make you see me somehow (laughs) that really helped
0: i love that and um i think you're right actually I'm obviously as a as a, a a silver-haired recruiter. I've been around the block a bit, and and um, okay. yeah, LinkedIn. It's it, I mean, if someone approaches you now with a CV resume, sorry. The, pretty much the first thing you do is go on is go on LinkedIn, and I, I don't know why, but it's just it's just a habit you've got. We've gotten into now. It's straight on LinkedIn to kind of you know see, see what they do on LinkedIn, whether they've got any recommendations, and just how active they are on there. Um, It's strange, isn't it? That's just the habit now. And I think recruiters, by and large, kind of live on LinkedIn now. So that's the tip for anybody, really, to keep your LinkedIn profile up to date um, and every time you do something in Salesforce, any sort of new project, any sort of new technology, new cert or whatever, update it because people and people opportunities sniffing around um if you want it obviously if you don't want it then you just ignore it um but that's good and then you mentioned earlier one about the killer interview process at torrent so do you mind sharing what that was
1: yeah so the difference i've seen with salesforce uh, companies versus where i've applied to before is that salesforce companies make it about who you are as a person like especially when you're starting Salesforce, you have to have the cert. Like that looks really good. You have to have experience that looks terrific too, but really it's the soft skills that a lot of these companies focus on. And what I liked about the first interview that I had, which was with Torrent Consulting was that the first was with two people. And we essentially just talked about like the apps I created and why the passion was there for Salesforce um, so it, it felt very natural. It didn't feel like I was like sweating, yes. <laughs> and, like, being, like, oh my gosh, are they are they interested in my answers? Am I talking too long? Am I rambling? They made <laughs> it very easy and flowing. And then there was a total of three interviews. The second interview was oh, definitely more technical, um, but it was also very enjoyable. They asked questions in terms of um, like what have you done with Salesforce Salesforce so far? Like, where do you see Salesforce going? Are you excited about it? What features are you looking towards? What clouds are you interested in? So they really like looked at your process along the road, like where you see yourself eventually. So it showed me that they were interested in growth. Now the final interview was with the CEO. So the fact that the CEO with a company of like 200 people, at that time was willing to sit down and talk and ask questions. It, that felt more like he was willing to put the time in to hear yeah. you and see you. Um so that that's really kind of what <laughs> that was like the icing to the cake. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um and he's actually living in Guatemala right now. So when he opened the Guatemala office, uh he moved down there and it was just so much fun. You you had a part like serious interview but you also had more of a personal interview um which was really really cool
0: i think that makes sense to be fair i mean there's so many companies just just ask you the salesforce questions you know what search you got and then fire loads of technical questions at you and that's it you know you've got to get to know the the person especially if it's a consulting you know client facing kind kind of uh, role i think that's important um uh, so so yes, carry on then. You I, I interrupted you. You I think you were talking about the journey from that point then to where you are now. i' correct me if I'm wrong, but did you then go because of COVID you had to move on and and everything? But um did you then move to slalom from that from that point of view? Is or have I missed the step?
1: Yeah, so yeah, I went from Torrent Consulting for 10 months and then I went to another company called Cloud Performer, where that was going to pivot me more towards Um, A Salesforce architect position. Yeah, (laughs) it went from like a medium sized company with Torrent to a definitely a smaller, um, this company Cloud Performer had around 20 people. And it was more intense. And I, after six months, definitely realized that the architect path was not for me. And that's the way that the company went. So I had to have a serious conversation with not only myself, but also the manager. Um, and and kind of tell them where my thoughts were going. They were super supportive. I enjoyed the time there. I was also working as like a consultant. So I was helping the main architect and really shadowing. So it was a great opportunity. Um, but I think that's the most important part when it comes to Salesforce and just tech in general, well, I guess life even, you don't really know <laughs> what you want until you do it. And that was one of my experiences that I learned. Um, so after uh, Cloud Performer, I stepped back from Salesforce. I knew I wanted to do Salesforce, but I knew I wanted to mix it with education as well. Um, So in September, 2021, um, I left Cloud Performer after staying there for six months and I had decided to go full-time with my content creation for Salesforce. That's when I started my YouTube channel, which is called Salesforce with Megan. And essentially I help people that are new to the ecosystem um, essentially carry them throughout the journey and show them like here's study material that you can use. This is how specifically you use it so you can maximize your purchase. Here's a career salesforce transition journey story. Here's how you can get portfolio ideas, resume ideas, LinkedIn branding, stuff like that. So, I mean, really, it's everywhere. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So I took about four months taking my time finding the next Salesforce position. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, that that itself was was very crucial for me. I had to make sure that I found a company um, that fit me in the long run. So I built my brand essentially and really got out there. And I believe because it was a mix of knowing how to utilize LinkedIn and also growing the brand that I had Solemn reach out to me, which is a terrific, terrific, terrific um, Salesforce consulting partner. And I started there. And then before I even started at uh, Solemn, I started creating these videos, and I made a specific video about Focus on Force on how to use a platform. Martin Gessner, the CEO of uh, Focus on Force, we had gotten in contact and set up a time to meet. He offered um, a part-time contract job where I would be creating platform uh, content on how to use Focus on Force, essentially. And it just grew from there. I had so much fun. And then next Salesforce, Ben contacted me to be an expert author where I create monthly uh, posts for them on like how to learn Salesforce. I'm also doing an upcoming webinar on resumes. So that's in the making Mm, soon. And yeah, it just kind of went from there.
0: It's I mean, again, I'm going to rewind a bit if you don't mind. But um, the I'm interested about what you said uh, quite, quite the beginning of that about become going down an architect route and then realizing it's not for you and and of course the reason you're doing what you're doing is because um you know you you don't want others to 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 do go down a road they don't want to go down but in salesforce that can easily happen especially i imagine once you've got that first two or three jobs under your belt you're starting to look like a consultant maybe an architect you've got hundreds of recruiters messaging you every day saying oh this opportunity or that opportunity is you sometimes can be Like a kid in a sweet shop not really knowing what you want Mm. um and and the next thing you know you are halfway up a ladder you really don't want to be climbing um (laughs) but that's it sounds like a silly question but how did you know that being an architect wasn't right for you because it'd be interesting for some people that maybe don't even know the difference and hey i'm probably included in this the, the, the the fine line between being a consultant and then being an architect what what makes that pathway different and why is it not right for you
1: yeah, that's a great question. and That's a question that I had to ask myself too. I had really enjoyed working at Torrent. I loved being in front of the people, creating documentation, creating training videos, um, like working on essentially integrations and implementations. And when I changed and then I think it also depends on the the firm, too, is something that I realized along the way, like mm-hmm. even if they are a consulting firm, it doesn't mean that essentially you're going to be doing the same thing every time. And it it completely changed when I got to my my next position and I wasn't doing any of the things that I really enjoyed. And I I thought I was going to, but I, I wasn't happy, essentially. I wasn't fulfilled in my Salesforce job the way I was at my first position. Yeah. And that's how I quickly realized that when I went to that route of trying to become an architect, it, it just wasn't, I wasn't happy. And I, I, that's why I had to take like a four month. I was actually unemployed after for four months um, looking for a specific job. And, and that helped me because of the two positions that I had within the two years it helped me ask these better questions when it came to interviews, like, will I be doing training? Will I be doing this? What level of flow requirements do you need? Um, so that's how I essentially realized it. it It was that I was not happy. And I know that you're not always going to do things that you're not, <laughs> that you're not happy with in your job. Um, but essentially, feeling that for a long time, and with COVID going on, I had to said, I had to say to myself, like, You got to step back. You got to figure out what's right for you. And thankfully, with Salesforce, you can do that.
0: Yes. And that's where, you know, some sort of career coaching can always come in handy, can't it? Because Mm -hmm. you can just end up jumping from Salesforce job to Salesforce job, not really ever knowing where you're going. Um, and I think that's a really good tip that you've just given. Again, uh, any anyone listening that you know is is thinking of looking around. Interviews are a two way thing, aren't they? So you you want to ask yeah. your questions about. So it's, it's all well and good. Then, firing questions at you about what you can do with sales but so specifically, what am I going to be doing every day on the, in this job? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people you know jump from one job to another, and then three months later, then they're looking again because it's not what what they <laughs> thought it was going to be. So, exactly. did you have a list then of particular questions to ask about? the role in the company and and is that something you obviously put into your your trail oh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I use a platform called notion it's like a workspace where you can just write out everything you can go crazy with it I love it um but over time I was doing all these interviews there were a lot of them And I wasn't tracking anything. I wasn't, I was very disorganized. Mm. I was not tracking the interviews. I didn't know what stage I was in. Like, thankfully we are in Salesforce. So there is an opportunity to interview. So I would take these calls and I just wouldn't remember what was going on. It was kind of like, I'm on repeat, just looking for a job. So I had to become intentional. So what I did was that I did like a Kanban view of these are the upcoming interviews that I have. This is the rating that I give the job. This is why I like the job. Um, and this is how I felt after the interview, because it's also very different. Like I might like a company one time and then I interview with them and I might not like the vibe that I got from the team. So I think that's really important to, to watch as well. Don't feel like for people that are listening, don't feel just because you get one interview that you're not going to get another. Um, it, it, listen to your gut feeling at the end of the day, if you're looking to stay with that position, because you want to see how people are in the company too. The, these are essentially people that you're spending 40 plus hours with um, weekly. So that's, that's something that helped, but yeah, I, you know, I even made an, an entire YouTube video about questions that you should ask um, based off my experience when interviewing for Salesforce positions. Oh,
0: lovely. One,
1: one, yeah. One key one that really stuck out was like flow experience. That that's something <laughs> a tip for everybody listening. Ask about the flow experience.
0: As in you're asking them about flow experience or they're asking you, sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. So it's not that employers are not telling you things. It's just you have to know what to ask sometimes. Like like you said at the beginning, it's a two way thing.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, we interview all the time for people to work for us. And whenever I ask somebody have you got any questions for us and they say no, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a black mark anyway. Um okay. So you want to always be prepared with some, some good questions that, that show that, you know, you're, you're really interested in the role um, exactly. and, and, you know, and you're trying to, if you've got, and let's face it, if you are a Salesforce person, then you're on the market, you are going to have multiple companies, multiple talent acquisition people speaking to you, multiple recruiters, okay. and it's probably a good idea to have some sort of, uh, you know, spreadsheet or Kanban, as you said, just, just to keep a track of it all, because you Absolutely. can forget, can't you? And then you end up just going with the last one, because that's the one you remember
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so you got to where you wanted to be in terms of salesforce and education um mm-hmm. and, and the, when, how, when, what, what timeline are we now because obviously you mentioned covid so we how long have you been sort of in in what you're doing with trailblazer social and and uh, the salesforce Ben stuff and focus on force and salesforce with megan and all the other things that i've probably forgotten um when did all that kind of get, get started and, and and what what are they out there to to help people with
1: Yeah. So I started my YouTube channel almost a year ago and I'm coming up to a thousand subscribers. So it's definitely really rewarding to see all the work Um, in terms of focus on force. I started that in November. So it's almost been a year as well Um, for Salesforce Ben. It's been six months. Um, I ran I started running a discord channel um, and that started about February. And the trailblazer social started (laughs) exactly one month ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so everything, so things things are growing. I'm also in the work of a podcast with one of my moderators um, from the Discord channel. But Slalom, um, it, it was like very, it was a very heartwarming story because I was giving up towards my four-month mark of not finding a job. I was very, very like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to hire me. Um, I don't know what to do. Uh, and December rolled around and Slalom presented themselves. The interview process was very, very, very enjoyable. Um, and I started working with them in January. So with them, it's been six months now.
0: Fantastic. And is that, is that a full time contract with them or do you because you obviously you're busy with everything else or is everything else you're doing still outside of core mm-hmm. hours, so to speak?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with Slalom, it's full time. I'm a full time employee and then everything else is part time or all my own gigs. And I'm also in the process of creating my own business as well. Um, towards resume and LinkedIn and then helping people come into the Salesforce ecosystem, part of Salesforce with Megan, my YouTube channel. Um, but everything else that I do is after hours or on weekends.
0: That's, you know, a uh, credit to you. And I think anyone listening that wants <laughs> to, to... To, to get sort of, you know, get ahead in life. It's, it's, yeah, you can sit and watch Netflix all night, but um you know, if you just get stuck into to something you're passionate about, it will, it will happen. I mean, do you feel like you've made it or, or are you sort of at the beginning of all these mountains that you're, you're, you're trying to climb? How how does it feel at the moment?
1: You know, I feel like I've done a huge impact for the ecosystem, but I know that there's so much more that can be done and more for my, I feel like this whole process has been really a self-discovery journey And to have other people see that journey and comment like, oh, I'm so inspired by this. That's that's kind of what I want to do at the end of the day is inspire people, whether that be you're learning Salesforce, you're relearning how to learn, you're finding a new path in your life. That's kind of where I want to go. So I think I'm, you know, (laughs) six months ago, I would be like, yeah, this is great. But I think this is just the beginning with everything
0: cool and well before we sort of get with details of where to find you because there's so many different um different places by the sounds of it what would you say is the most memorable moment then so far for you in this in this um impressive but i suppose reasonably short career in salesforce so far Mm
1: -hmm. the community uh always the community um that's something that i didn't leverage at first and i wish i did because i think when you learn anything um especially during covid you can't do it alone. Like you have to do it with people with you. And if it wasn't for the community and their support with the YouTube videos, with the discord channel, with the podcast coming up and all this stuff, um, I wouldn't be creating content and doing the stuff that I was doing today. So it definitely comes down to the community.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, in, in all the tech spaces I've recruited, I think Salesforce has definitely got the best kind of. Uh, yeah. You know, despite the fact that it's, it's growing at a ridiculous rate, it's still it's still a pretty impressive ecosystem, um, and everyone's so so willing. Um, and if you had one piece of advice, and I know obviously a lot of what you do on YouTube and and everywhere else, it's it's all talented anyway. But if there was one piece of advice for someone who is looking to to get to maybe just starting out in their Salesforce career, or perhaps they're thinking of Post COVID, for whatever reason, the industry they were in, they don't have any, you know, any, any a job at the moment, and they're looking to, to transition across. What would your advice be to someone just just getting started?
1: Take the leap. Don't be scared. Don't give up. But step away when you need to. Listen to your mental health. At the end of the day, um, leverage mm-hmm. the community. You don't have to have technical questions to ask people all the time. Uh, you can also just talk to them about like I'm feeling stressed. I have two kids at home, and I'm trying to learn. I don't know when the best time is to learn. Just leverage the community. Talk to them about that things too. And then when it comes to actually like studying and moving into the field, just continue to make new friends. Don't disappear off of LinkedIn just because you're gone. There's amazing things that are happening in the community. Like Lee just said, one of the best communities is the Salesforce, what we call Ohana, yeah. um, and just jump in be a part of it don't be scared
0: and is that is that what the trailblazer social is is about i mean obviously yeah. you're in texas is that correct i, I mm-hmm. somebody tell me that about an hour ago but um do you, you know you're social what, what what is that entailed is it meeting up for dinner and having a chat about sales for stuff in texas or do you do it further? yeah about?
1: that's a great question so both of my discord channel and the trailblazer social are completely global so we have people in japan people in south africa Uh, Europe, Canada, Central America, South, so all over. So essentially what Trailblazer social is in particular is that by monthly, every Saturday, um, I essentially post like, hey, if you're looking to connect with other people, specifically in the Salesforce ecosystem, um, go ahead and drop like why you're looking to connect, um, what you can help people with. And what you're doing currently and what you're interested in. So that way people don't feel the the that like sometimes weird connection, like I'm gonna add a note. What do I say to this person? At least you have something in common with that person already that you can just be like, hey, I found you. Let's connect. So it gives them kind of like that step of building a community for themselves.
0: So it's like an online Saturday afternoon kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Sounds good. Strictly
1: on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun on LinkedIn.
0: Brilliant. OK. And we, and well, I guess we'll ask you then for how people can find you, although you sound like you're very findable because of what you're doing. But <laughs> so, yeah, with all, all your um, all your content, whereabouts, where's the best places for people to, to try and find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn under Megan Twannell. Uh, I have the little follow button there. You can reach out to me directly. would love to meet people and help you if you are interested in Salesforce. You can also check out my YouTube channel, which is called Salesforce with Megan. And if you are interested in joining a community of other Salesforce professionals coming into the Ohana or already in their process, I can help you a little bit. You have my Discord community as well. And then you can also be on the lookout for future podcasts um, and Twitter lives as well.
0: I will. Um, I'll get the links off you, and, and I'll put them in the comments, obviously, for the for the podcast when it gets out there. Um, okay. But um, I think you know it's been it's been fantastic having you, and and you 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 know in the, in the three or four years you've been doing this, you've you've achieved so much already. You'd be quite interested to see what what's next. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you're interested. I know you just told me you came to London recently. Um, we're up in the Lake District, and we just started a. Uh, uh, a ramble force which it, I, don't know if that, I don't know if that translates in america it's, it's basically hiking but in the uk you refer to hiking as rambling I don't know if that makes sense to you but um ramble yeah. force is a bit like your your trailblazer social but it's um wow. getting out into the Lake district cl- climbing some fells nothing too strenuous whilst talking salesforce <laughs> so that, that's a, so if you ever do come over uh I'll, I'll send you the details and uh maybe maybe we can sort of have a uh, you know a, a mashup between Trailblazer Social and uh, and Ramble Force that'll be good
1: absolutely that sounds like a lot of fun I can't miss that one <laughs> well this
0: is it so next time you come over you know I know you want to go to Portugal and all these other great places but to uh, mm-hmm. you try the, the north of England you might you not need to wear something waterproof but uh, um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy it but um, I really appreciate your time and, and if unless you had anything else you you know any other nuggets you wanted to share with us we could always have a follow-up one day
1: Oh, absolutely. Lee, this is fantastic. Um, for everybody that is listening, thank you. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And again, Lee, thank you. This was so much fun.
0: Thanks, Megan. And say so we'll get the details and we'll share them on the podcast so that in case people couldn't quite, you know, jot, jot them down quick enough. We'll get them out there and uh, hopefully <laughs> we can follow your career with interest. Awesome. Thanks, Megan. See you later.
1: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.